And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Well, happy Monday. How in the world are you? Good to see you. You look fantastic. You know, I wanted to start out with some good news today. I know. I know there's bad news everywhere, and we'll get to some of it as the show progresses. But let's start with some good news. The elephant shrew that was considered a lost species. More than 50 years, we figured it was gone. History. Kaput. The Somalia Sengai that looks like a mouse but has a trunk-like nose. Well... It's still alive. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Still alive. Now, most of these species were all seen in Somalia. But the new records uh, are showing them being alive in Djibouti. (laughs) I know. Uh, My favorite country on the east coast of Africa Djibouti, you know, we lovingly call it Djibouti here on the broadcast. So I want to say uh, thank you, Djibouti, for making your country available to the elephant shrew, the Somalia Sengai, because I thought climate change had killed all these animals, but no, no. Still alive. So how was your weekend? Uh, You know, we had the big major internet outage. Dozens of websites and apps were down. I know, I know. According to the story CenturyLink, an internet service provider that's supposed to keep websites up and running. Uh, Couldn't do it. Cloudfare, Hulu, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live... Feedly, who is not Feedly, Discord, and dozens of other services. Uh, A little connectivity issue yesterday. So, listen, they're a third-party transit provider. And, you know, it's become uh, unstable. But, according to them, we're increasingly stable over the course of the day. Wait, we're unstable... And then because we couldn't connect all these sites, then we were becoming increasingly stable over the course of the day. Anyway, so if you had issues uh, yesterday, that's why. (laughs) That's why. Thank you. How else uh, did you fare this weekend? Did you do any yard work? Did you do any housework? Did you work on the car? Or did you just stay inside because you were sore and your joints ached and you couldn't move? If that was you, that's where Relief Factor comes in. ReliefFactor.com Did you realize that over 50 million Americans miss work due to pain? Think of how many millions of Americans just say, you know what, I'm not going to do the yard work today because my joints ache. My bones seem to hurt. Well, that's because of inflammation. That's where Relief Factor comes in. It's got four key ingredients that each help your body fight inflammation. It targets the underlying problem areas from four different metabolic pathways to alleviate pain at 
the source. Comes in convenient little individual packs. Supports healthy joints and muscles. Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. It offers a three-week quick start for only $19.95. So get your quick start for $19.95 and then get your orders up and running. You don't want to run out like, you know, maybe some of us have done in the past where you decided that you were feeling fine and then you realized the reason you were feeling fine was because of the relief factor. But since you ran out, now you aren't feeling fine anymore. Don't let that happen to you. Do not let that happen to you. Relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start for only $19.95 at relieffactor.com. So I run to the store this weekend and I, you know, pull out of the neighborhood. And as I pull up to the corner to pull out of the neighborhood, I see a Trump sign in the yard of, well, a neighbor, you know, it's in the neighborhood. And I, you know, I go to the store. I don't think anything of it. I'm just kind of like, my first thought is, wow, a Trump sign. And that's the first Trump sign I've seen in this neck of the woods. So, you know, run to the store and, uh, you know, I said my, you know, send the crew in to go shopping. I, I'm not going in. And, uh, you know, they go get the stuff and we're on our way back home. So I pull in, I come back into the neighborhood the same way I left. Cause I want to be sure that was a Trump sign and it's, you know, I know what I'm seeing, you know, I could be hallucinating. So I pull back in and there it is. And it's a corner house. Okay. So it's. It's a corner house that leads you into our neighborhood and the main corner is a pretty busy road. Okay. So I'm thinking that takes some guts. That takes some guts. I don't know that I would do that. I don't know that I would do that. I mean, bless, bless their hearts, vote for Trump. And I don't care. I, you know, personally, I don't care. I, you know, fine. You vote for Trump. Yes, I agree. And so does probably 99% of this neighborhood. I don't know that. But would I put it in my yard on a corner of a busy road where many people going by in today's world uh, are going to be very unhappy with that sign? I know. I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would. American flag, I'd probably hang the American flag before I'd put a Trump sign up. On a corner like that, man, good luck. Good luck. I, I don't want anything bad to happen. I don't wish anything bad to happen. But if there's an, you know, accidentally uh, something bad happened to that house, <laughs> it would not surprise me. And do I, I mean, I'm not recommending it. I don't believe in it. I think, I hope the person who does it you know, is prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But I don't know that I would put that Trump sign in the front yard. And it's just a little, you know, like a small Trump sign, like a little, little, little for sale sign, not the big for sale signs, just one of those little old style metal for sale sign size that says, you know, Trump, keep America great 2020. And then I read a story where this guy has a Trump sign on his, on his, for a yard sign. And his sign is a lot bigger than the one that's in the front corner of my neighborhood. It's one that he's gets a, it's a banner more than a Trump yard sign. 
I mean, it's a Trump yard banner. And it's on his fence. I see a picture of it. It's, he's got, it looks like a, a rural area. Maybe an unincorporated area of a county or something because he's got, you know, dirt driveways leading up to his, it looks like, you know, leading up to his home. And that's either, and then there's another road showing. So that's either another road to another home or a road to the barns or whatever it is. But they're dirt. And it reminds me of home when I was a little kid. But anyway, the, and he's got the big Trump sign on the fence. And they've got, you know, the four foot, you know, square wire fencing that, you know, keeps animals in, keeps animals out, you know, that kind of fence. And it's, you know, it's pretty big. And I'm thinking, okay, well, good for you. Well, no, the neighbors are not happy about it at all. They sent a handwritten note, which was (laughs) signed your neighbors who dare to be different. Do you? Do you dare to be different? Because it doesn't sound like it, my friends. Okay? Dear neighbor. And it's actually very good penmanship, uh, I might add. Very good penmanship. Dear neighbor, thank you for proudly and prominently displaying your signs of political support. These symbols make it impossible for us to ignore how you truly feel about us as your neighbors. They make abundantly clear to those of us who are women, people of color, immigrants, and those who may worship or love differently than you, that you simply do not care about us at all. We know that in our our times of need, if we are scared or hurting, we cannot turn to you for help because you hold no charity or grace in your heart for us. You make it clear by these signs that you neither respect us as humans nor believe we are entitled to equal protections and rights under the laws of this great country. You do not believe that we deserve life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness, that we are not really Americans to you simply because we may not look like you or share your beliefs. So again, thank you for showing us the prejudice and hate that truly fills your heart, telling us so proudly that you, although you may be our neighbor, we are not equally yours. Sincerely, your neighbors who dare to be different. P.S. If you believe yourself to be a Christian, in parentheses, which we assume is also likely, thank you for further proving that you do not hold true Christian values or follow the teachings of Christ who preached love and acceptance for all your neighbors. We sure hope you enjoy the heat! Exclamation point. <laughs> now, if that's real, you know, I read it out loud and I think it just doesn't seem real that that actually would happen over a Trump Keep America Great 2020 sign slash banner. But, okay. (laughs) If that's real, man, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. Do you take it down? Do you, if you take it down, is it, it'll never be enough, right? It'll never be enough. 
Now, they claim that this place of residence is inhabited by a first in her family to be born in America. Both of her parents came over from Mexico, went through the process to become legal citizens. They love America and all that it stands for. All proud Trump supporters. What's worse? She's a very successful single mother of three boys. Whoever wrote this probably has kids that go to school with her boys. It's just sad. And now she's concerned for her boys will get harassed. See, I don't know that. I, you know, I believe, uh, now I believe that, if the letter is real. If you believe that the letter is real, then you got to believe how the family feels, right? I don't know that the letter is real. It seems like it's a little too perfect with the hate. It's a little bit too perfect with the hate. But, you know, it certainly could be. It certainly could be. I mean, I like the letter idea better than, you know, the brick through the front door. I like the letter idea rather than, you know, burning the sign down and, you know, ripping the property apart, destroying property. I like that. But incredible. We are in a very, very, very bad place. I mean, you better be sorry that you're white, first of all. Oh, this person isn't white? She's Mexican? Yeah, according to the story. But that's just the tip of the iceberg of the place that we're at. Why does it have to be a tip of an iceberg? Well, it's just a saying. It doesn't mean to because of the tip. And then there's a whole lot more underneath it. Oh, okay. Aren't icebergs white? No, not all. They're ice. Anyway, uh, we are in a bad place. I'm, you know, we talked about it before on the show about being, uh, you better be, you better be mad about being white. If you're listening to this podcast and you're white, you better hate yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of you liking yourself. Okay. If you're white, I want you to hate yourself. I not only want you to hate yourself. I want you to realize that because you're white, you're racist And you benefit from the structure of racism, period. Um, Actually, I don't want you to do that. And actually, I think it's silly. But don't forget, this all started with the great media maven, Oprah Winfrey, who encouraged all white people to admit that they're racist. In her interview, we, I, you know, in fact, I talked to us about this on uh, Stu's show when I, when I was on Stu's show last week or the week before, whenever the heck I was on his show. And now we have Michelle Obama telling us that uh, whites don't acknowledge non-whites exist or they see them as a threat. Really, Michelle, really. And she goes on to tell a story about going in to get ice cream with their daughters and she's standing in line. This is her story. She's standing in line. In fact, I'll read it from her words. Okay? Okay. Yes. Just so you know. (laughs) Uh, Just so you know how it goes. Okay? She's being interviewed on her little podcast. (laughs) And she says, uh, this is when I was first lady. Uh, I'm Michelle Obama, the first lady of the United States of America. And we had just finished taking the girls to a soccer game. We were stopping to get ice cream. And I told the Secret Service to stand back. Because we were trying to be normal, trying to go in. 
And then she's asked, it was Hagadas, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, of course it was exactly. Now, according to Michelle, there was a line. And once again, uh, when I, I am just a, a black woman, I noticed that a white woman don't even see me. They're not even looking at me. So I'm standing there with two little black girls and another black female adult. So you're in line at an ice cream place. People are in line to get ice cream. Are we supposed to, hey, how you do? I mean, I do a lot of times. You recognize other humans in line, which happens less and less thanks to, uh, you know, the lockdown and everybody wearing masks and social distancing. But in those days, if you were in line, you may turn around and go, hey, how'd you girls do? If they're still in their soccer uniforms, you might ask how they do. But I can well uh, see how you wouldn't. You would, you know, you were in line to get ice cream. Or you're not in line to chit chat. But I get it. I get it. So let's just say that, for instance, people weren't nice. Okay. All right. So people aren't nice at the haagen ice cream store. All right. That's fine. So she claims that I'm standing there with, uh, you know, two little black girls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just the first lady and the two first kids. <laughs> Be a normal. <laughs> a white woman cuts in front of us to order. Now, uh, it's like she didn't even see us. Boy, it's a good thing that doesn't happen to other people ever because it does, Michelle. I got news for you, okay? Welcome to the real world if you want to be normal like you said you do. Oh, we were just trying to be normal. Guess what? That happens. People cut in front of other people and you either have to let it happen or you say, uh, it was my turn. Excuse me, I'm before you. Or you hope that the cashier or the ice cream dipper says, nope, she's next. Now, according to Michelle, she said the woman cut in front of her like she didn't even see us. And the girl behind the counter almost took her order. And I stand up and say, uh, you know, then I stand up and said, excuse me. You don't see us four people standing right here. You just jumped in line. She didn't apologize. She never looked me in the eye. She didn't know it was me. All she saw was a black person or a black people. Maybe didn't even see that we, it was because we were invisible. No, it was because this person only cares about themselves, Michelle. That happens every day in America in every type of business. It's not because you were invisible as a black lady with your daughters. It was because that person believes that they are more self-important than anyone else. And they just come in and you were standing there and she's just going to cut in line and get what she wants and move on. Okay. You wanted to be normal. Welcome to it, Michelle. Welcome to it. But we're supposed to believe that that's because of your systemic racism and white people don't acknowledge black people exist. Oh, okay. Okay. No problem. Oprah would certainly agree with you. And I know you and her are buds. No, no problem. I know that the college director from Pacific university in Oregon would agree with you. Uh, who said every white person in this country is racist. Oh, really? That's right. Yeah. Every white person in the U S is racist because they benefit from the structure of racism. I mean, that's what Oprah said. That's what Oprah wants us to believe. She said it a long time ago, you know, in her, and I say a long time ago. Okay. This has been hit heavy in the last month, right? I mean, we've been 
deluged with it in the last month thanks to the uh uh 1619 project thanks to uh the author uh what's her face uh isabel wilkerson who wrote uh, cast that oprah was so just glowing about that everybody has to read and that's you know, a part of her book club everybody loves it we have to read that so you know now we have now a month later we have college directors saying every white person in the u.s is racist because of the structure of race oh, okay okay now this college professor or director wants uh, you to know that there are three indicators of white supremacy culture oh okay well what are those three indicators of white supremacy culture hmm let's see what those are perfectionism which she called the need to get things done right all the time the sense of urgency which she called the idea that things should have been done yesterday and quantity over quality which she said is only focusing on parts of your life that are directed toward producing measurable goals so those are your three indicators of white supremacy culture (laughs) so like i said i want you to hate yourself because you're white okay now you can go on she is uh, she's got some other webinars that look i mean i want to i want to sit through them all you've got you know this one of course Uh, white supremacy work culture you've got the uh, racial microaggressions you've got the poc label and you've got deconstructing the model minority stereotype all sound just riveting because we're supposed to hate ourselves for being white we have universities Loyola university in maryland uh formed a white accountability group for faculty staff and administrators the group is for white and white passing folks in Loyola community. Uh, Loyola released promotional video ahead of its first session on September 4th, the White Accountability Group. Now I would play the little promo for you, except that it's seven minutes long. <laughs> no, thank you. Now it does say that one, uh, one person named uh, JP said any of his achievements or my achievements. I don't know if JP is male or female. Sorry. I don't know what JP identifies as. Uh, JP said, any of my achievements, anything I have earned is inauthentic. Then give them up. And what are you doing? If you believe it, give it up. But no, you're going to continue to work for Loyola because you want the paycheck and you want to, you know, count on those achievements that you consider inauthentic. Oh, sure, they're, I mean, they're authentic enough for me to get a paycheck and, and be considered a professor at a university, but not authentic enough for me to have responsibility and say what I earned is mine. No, I can't have that. One woman who is a Latina, according to the story, pointed out that she passes as white, straight, and native-born. <laughs> Do you? Do you pass as that? I can't take it anymore. I just can't. And I'm going to go back to how I started it. I want you, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this show and you're white, I want you to hate yourself 
because that's what they want. I don't want you to hate yourself. I don't want you to believe in the uh, three indicators of white supremacy. I want you to believe in individual freedom, but go ahead, hate yourself and go ahead and believe that any of your achievements is inauthentic. Say Well, before we go to the break room, we've got breaking news, so let's do the breaking news. breaking news because when ctf records news happens let's go to our man on the street jeffy who is reporting live from the coronavirus headquarters wherever that is jeffy you're on the streets what's the uh, what's the report thank you very much jeff i'm coming to you live from the coronavirus headquarters that's correct we've got breaking news we have just broken the six million numbers of cases in the United States of America. Now, sure, some of the other coronavirus charts and tote boards had us over 6 million already by almost 6,183,000, but not the Johns Hopkins who just broke us over 6,2,615. And we just broke the death numbers very sad news in this breaking news update where 183,203 deaths to coronavirus in the united states now sure sure we've got news today that the cdc has redone their numbers and they say that six percent of the deaths COVID-19 was the only cause the other deaths were all in addition to COVID-19. So there is that to be concerned about. But anyway, I just wanted to give you the breaking news, Jeff, that here on the street, no matter what chart you're looking at now, the United States has passed 6 million cases of coronavirus. Back to you. Let's go to the break room. I need a, (laughs) I desperately need a drink. I'll tell you that. Oh my gosh. So good. Hey, I wanted to remind you to subscribe to this podcast, Chewing the Fat. If you're listening to this show and you are not a subscriber, please subscribe. You can subscribe on any platform that uh, carries podcasts, whatever ones, uh, you know, will warm the little cockles of your heart. You can choose iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, whatever one. There's, there's a plethora of platforms that you can choose, but subscribe to Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. And then, then you're good. Then you're good. Sure, you can tell your friends and neighbors and everybody, and you can rate and review it, which, you know, lets other people 
see that the podcast is doing well in your eyes so they might subscribe, that kind of thing. But first and foremost, just subscribe to the podcast. Okay? Now, another thing that you can do to help us out is subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah, I know. Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher as well. Okay? So, just subscribe to that as well. I was, uh, I see where Elijah Schaefer host of uh, Blaze TV's uh, Slightly Offensive, uh, posted uh, a sign that AMC had posted at the movie theaters that said, uh, your mask must cover your nose and mouth and fit snugly around your face and chin. Neck gaiters, open chin bandanas, and masks with vents or exhalation valves are not acceptable at this time based on World Health Organization guidelines. Masks are available if needed. So now it's not only wear a mask, it's wear a specific mask. This is agonizing. This mask thing is out of control. And that brings us back to my YouTube channel. I did a segment when I filled in for Steve Dace uh, last week. And it was all about masks and wear a mask or else. And speaking of uh, my theory on Stockholm Syndrome, I talked to a psychiatrist uh, on the show. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel and then you can listen to that particular segment as well. Plus, there's a new segment that I started. It's going to be a reoccurring theme called uh, Microwave Minute that is up. So, you know, just a you know, podcast, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher and YouTube channel. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Both of them are the same name. (laughs) Uh, That's weird how that happens, isn't it? Now, I wanted to also say, as long as we're in the break room and I tried to do maybe uh, celebrities uh, during the break room, I wanted to uh, say rest in peace to Chadwick Bosman. Just incredible news that he passed away on Friday at the age of 43. Um, he had a four year fight with colon cancer. I was just uh, amazing to hear the news and to hear that he was filming these movies, the recent movies while undergoing this cancer battle is just amazing. And it was such sad news. It was really sad news. And I was very sad to hear it. And according to, uh, you know, even Twitter was saying that it was the most liked tweet the tweet that uh, was from his account uh, telling everyone that he had passed away. I mean, it's just sad. It's just really sad and incredibly brave that this man did all this work and created such a history at only the age of 43 and fighting cancer at the same time. Uh, You know, just incredible. And I just, you know, rest in peace. And, uh, you know, the prayers are with the family. No question. And, just sad news that's all it's not breaking news it's just sad news all right did you see where you know i guess we could just call it uh, incest in the time of covid i (laughs) i know i know but who knew that it was against the law who among us knew that it was against the law. I certainly, I thought we were good with it. We're good with everything else. How can we be against incest? But okay. So a Massachusetts mom and son have been charged with incest. Now, according to Massachusetts law, they can face up to 21 years. They can't face more than 20 
21 in two years. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So 20 years plus. Just figure on 20 years plus. Just incredible. So the wife catches her husband and her mother-in-law, the mom, on the couch. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so she calls 911. I don't know. Do you call 911 if you catch hubby and mom doing it on the couch? Do you call 911 if you get hubby with anybody on the couch? I mean, don't you just go crazy and lose your mind? Do you call 911? I don't know. I don't know. So the guy, the son is 43, the man. The female is 63, the mom. She calls 911. And she also called a cousin because she was at the scene too when the cops showed up. So she called 911 and then she called her cousin. That's what I would say. The cousin should have been called and not 911, but okay. All right. So she calls 911 and the police show up. And, you know, they admit to it. They admit to it. The mom and uh, son assured the authorities this was the first time. It's the first time and... The wife said she'd long suspected something decidedly lewd was going on down between her husband and mother. (laughs) I suspect that they were up to something. And this is the first time I caught them. (laughs) But according to mom and son, that was it. That was the first time. All right. And, uh... The officer said the mother said it was the first time. She said to have responded that they had gotten closer in recent months. I mean, lockdown. And it just happened. It just happened. You know, it just things just happen like that. <laughs> okay. All right. I love the... Uh, uh, she told the officer that she and her son got caught by Lori. And uh, she was on top. And... <sighs> you know, asked if her son suffered from any mental illness. And she said she was not sure about her son suffering from mental illness, but he did fall off a ladder at one point in his life. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. That that's it. Then that's it. Then he did. That's why he, I don't know. I don't know if he's, uh, you know, off kilter a little bit, but he did fall off a ladder at one point in his life. So now they're free. They're out. They went before the judge. They were then released. And the judge said, Hey, you two stay away from each other. So you got it. You two stay away from each other. I mean, wow. 20 years in prison for that. That's uh, amazing, right? Incestuous marriage or sexual activities in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts law. Persons within degrees of consanguinity within which marriages are prohibited or declared by law to be incestuous and void who intermarry or have sexual, including not limited to, uh, I don't want to read all that. Uh, I'm object to the openings of another person. I don't want to read any of that. Manual manipulation of the... No, I don't want to read any of that. 
shall be punished by imprisonment in the state prison for not more than 20 years or in the house of correction for not more than 21 slash two years. So maybe that's 21 and a half years. I don't know. I mean, wow. In today's world, got to believe. Come on now. COVID-19, you're in lockdown. What are you supposed to do? Say, no, mom, get off me. (laughs) Just kind of, just kind of icky, right? I mean, it's just kind of icky. We can make all the jokes we want, but in real life, do thank you. We've got time for some headlines, and then I'll tell you. Coming up uh, on the podcast, we have uh, we've got an email that leads us to a million dollar idea, and we have a new chart on marriage and togetherness, and how many times married couples are together. No, not son and daughter, not brother and sister, not sister and sister, not brother and brother, not dad and daughter not dad and son but husband and wife we have that as well but uh just a few headlines here mark zuckerberg said that uh, facebook made a mistake in not removing a militia group's facebook page that encouraged citizens to take up arms and defend the city of kenosha wisconsin yeah it was a mistake okay thanks mark appreciate it we've got uh christopher nolan's tenant made $53 million overseas while the New Mutants brought in, now according to this headline, an encouraging $7 million domestically. I don't know how that's encouraging, but okay. I guess that's encouraging because the movie theaters are open, even with their stupid mask signs, AMC. Um, I mean, I I get you want us to wear masks, and now you're going to dictate what type of mask. Come on now. Home sales in uh, NYC suburbs jumped 44% in July over last year. Yeah. Did you see the videos of uh, standing in line at U-Haul centers? I don't know that they're all accurate or true, but if they are, that is incredible. I mean, you got to be, it's got to be deafening in New York having those trucks back up to alleyways and in front of buildings because, wow. Wow. People are leaving the city. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe you can think of something why people would want to leave the city. (laughs) Warren Buffett celebrated his 90th birthday this weekend. You know who else celebrated their 90th birthday? Sean Connery. So two pretty hip and cool guys. Sean Connery and Warren Buffett. Both 90 years of age this weekend. Happy birthday. Happy freaking birthday. And I love the little Bill Gates making a cake for Warren celebration on his uh, social media accounts. It was just darn cute. It was just darn cute. And thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it, Bill. Pinterest. Pinterest. Canceling its lease on a 490,000 square foot office space in San Francisco. Huh. Wonder why they're leaving San Francisco. Not only 
Are they leaving San Francisco because of you know, COVID and realizing that maybe we don't need this big office space. Most of our people can, I don't know, work from home. Or, I don't know, we need a smaller space to bring people in when we need them to come in. We don't need 490,000 square feet in the god-awful city of San Francisco. Now, maybe they stay in San Francisco. I don't know. Maybe it is just about the office space. It's costing them, get this, to get out of the lease. (laughs) This is how much they want to get out of this lease. 89.5 million bucks termination fee. Wow. That's how bad they want to get out of that lease. Wow. Okay. Okay. They are in love with San Francisco. Or maybe they're not in love with San Francisco or the building at all anymore. Almost 90 million to get out of the lease. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. All right. Welcome to the podcast. So I've gotten a couple of uh, questions asking me, uh, oh, where's Chris? So I'll just answer you. Where, where, where is Chris? I don't know. You good with that? Because there you have it. I don't know. I know he's busy. And he's busy doing whatever he's doing. That's all I know. There you have it. So I got an email, chewingthefat at theblaze.com, that led me to a million dollar idea. The email reads this way. Due to my employment, I can't publicly raise an issue. Well, you know, I better not tell you that his name is William B. Oh, I mean, never mind. We could beep that out. Uh, Apparently, this person is really pissed. All right. They're taking away his soda. Now. I read this and I'm thinking, well, this is still, this is going on already across America. I mean, I'm really surprised that this just now is happening in Las Vegas and or Nevada. Now, according to this person, they're taking away his soda and I can well understand how this could be the final straw. Got it. So this person who will remain nameless I think lives in Nevada or drives through Vegas once in a while, but he now knows, I mean, she knows, and the person knows that they're shutting down fountain drinks at gas stations. Now I, that's been going on now for quite some time. Uh, at least it was here in this neck of the woods. So maybe I thought that was happening all over the country. There's no executive order that he can find, but he, according to cashiers, they've said people from the government began going to stations and forcing the stations to put up a notice stating that due to COVID, we could no longer get fountain drinks. If I go into a gas station with a mask and socially distance, how in the hell does getting a fountain drink raise my chances of getting COVID? Our casinos and gyms are opening up while our churches and schools are closed. None of this makes sense. I have tried to be patient with this is absolutely ridiculous. Agreed. William B. I mean, um, the person that's going to remain anonymous. uh, Agreed. But it got me thinking as I read this, and it got me thinking that this is a possible million dollar idea for anyone. Okay. Um, And I'll, you know, if I don't say that my wife was the first to bring it up, then she'll just be, I'm the one that thought of it. I'm the one that's out of it. Well, kind of. I mean, 
So my, I, her idea is for the business to set up, you know, fountain drinks outside. So it would be a drive up fountain service. I'm all for that. I'd say we just do the fountain drink trucks. All right. You have the, we've got the food trucks every damn where. Why not just have the fountain drink trucks? Just pull up, you buy a cup, and you fill up your cup with the fountain drink, ice and fountain drink, and you drive away. Right? You got a person sitting out there under the umbrella with all the cups, and you pull up and you say you want a large, which everyone's going to want a large, but you know, you have other sizes available, of course. And you. They drive up and they put their ice in and they fill up their sodas and off they go off into the merry blue yonder million dollar idea. So you are welcome. I agree that I think it's God awful silly. I mean, we're closing up. We're telling people they can't go to church, but they can go to casinos. You can't go to church, but you can go to protests you can go to peaceful protests. We can't vote, but you can go to protests. You can march down streets, but you can't vote. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. But so many things in today's world don't make sense at all. So, I mean, I know. I'm with you, William B. I mean, person that's anonymous that wants to remain anonymous and that emailed me under the anonymous sign. So I was fascinated with a, uh, a study, a general socials survey from 2018 that uh, has data on about 660 married people who shared details about how often they had sex in the past year. And I found it fascinating because I, I would like to see a new study of the, you know, lockdown survey because this is 2018 and it also mentions another multi-year study of 35,000 British people that was published in 2019. This particular survey, 2018, surveyed 660 people, as I said, and they shared details on how often the married couples had sex in the past year. 25% had sex once a week. And this, uh, the reason this is fascinating to me, I'm just, I, you know, I, everybody is going to hear this and go, that's not me or I'm better than that. So I want you to feel good about yourself. Okay. That's why I'm doing this. So you feel good about yourself. I know you're welcome. 25% had sex once a week. 16% of you, had sex two to three times per week. 5% had sex four or more times per week. 17% had sex once a month. 19% had sex two to three times a month. 10% hadn't had sex in the past year. 7% had sex about once or twice in the past year. Notice how I'm not being judgmental on any of these. I'm just giving you the facts because some of them, I want to be judgmental and say, what are you doing? But I'm not, 
I'm not being judgmental at all. I'm just giving you the facts. The other study that I mentioned, the 35,000 British people that was published in 2019, found that about half of the people in serious relationships, so this wasn't even being married, this was just serious relationships, have sex less than once a week. Wow. In 2013, AARP reported that in a study of over 8,000 people over 50, (laughs) 31% of couples have sex a few times a week. 28% of couples have sex a few times a month. 8% of couples have sex once a month. 33% of the couples rarely or never have sex. Among the people in their 70s, a 2015 study published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior. Who doesn't, uh, who doesn't read the Archives of Sexual Behavior? Found 33% of sexually active men and 36% of sexually active women had sex at least twice a month. So, let's see, i got to get this right. So, above, in their 70s, 33% of sexually active men. Okay, so of all the sexually active men in their 70s, 33% of them and 36% of the women had sex at least twice a month. That's uh, Those are weird numbers. I'd like to see the actual numbers for that, how they break that down. So anyway, there you have it. Uh, happy Monday. Happy, happy Monday. There's so much more. I mean, I don't know what. we can. I could go on and on today. I wanted to do this silly, silly little sex study. I mean, don't forget. I mean, I, we could talk about Ellen again. I mean, she's in the news every every day. She's done. I already told you that. She's done. I, and if you go to my YouTube channel, my microwave minute is on Ellen and why I think she should be in jail. She's just a horrible person. Not really. I think it's silly, but she's done. And then I, what's funny about this weekend is I see the story on Ellen. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres wokeness eating itself. Yeah. I mean, any story that will bring her down is what we're printing. But then right after that, I see a story on who I think is going to take her place. And I already told you that drew Barrymore. And the story is on drew Barrymore saying that she will never forgive herself for drinking too much on an interview she did a couple of years ago. So she's already apologizing for drinking too much on a show that she did an interview on because she knows that she's going to get that. She's got that new talk show coming out and don't forget. I mean, even in this story, even in this story, it talks about, uh, you know, her new talk show is set to premiere September 14th on CBS. Huh. I mean, we're still a few weeks away from that premiere. So, I mean, that's a good deal. Uh, you know, Drew Barrymore's show is Optimism TV, bringing information, inspiration, and entertainment to daytime audience, celebrating every part of humanity along the way. I thought that's what Ellen was. I guess not. And I already told you. The Drew Barrymore is going to be the is the new Ellen, and Ellen is out. Ellen thought she could go up against the Barrymores, the Hollywood Barrymores. Think again, Ellen. Think again. You're losing against the Barrymore kings of Hollywood. I know. You heard it here first. When this happens, and people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. You could say, I heard it on Chewing the Fat first. I heard it on the news, and I said... 
That's ridiculous, man. That's it. Oh, <laughs>